Aloha, everyone. Thanks for taking a moment to hang out with me in the True Life Podcast. I truly appreciate it. If you're taking some time to listen to this, whether it's your first podcast with me or you've been with me the whole way, I truly want to say thank you from the bottom of my heart. Additionally, I would like to try to inspire everyone. The world is a crazy place. And if you listen to your heart and you take some chances, I really think the world will unfold in front of you in ways you can't imagine. I've been doing the podcast for about five years. Last year, I decided to take the plunge. Well, circumstances dictated that I took the plunge, and I did. I've begun working on the podcast full-time for almost a year now, and it's been so rewarding to me that I just want to try and inspire other people. If you have a dream, if you have a vision, follow the voice in your heart. Listen to the song on the wind and embrace the challenge. I think you're strong enough, you're smart enough, and you're good enough to make your dreams come true. But you have to believe in them. And I truly believe wholeheartedly that if you take a chance, a real chance on what is possible, then your dreams will unfold in front of you. Uncertainty can be a monster. It can be something that we run away from. But much like fear, if you stand in front of it, it's not that big of a problem. I know everyone listening to this has a dream and a vision, and I hope you all conquer it. And I want you to know it's possible. Take baby steps and move towards it, and you will get closer to it. Your relationships will be better. Your life will be better. And you know what? You deserve it. You're an amazing person. If you get a moment, go down to the show notes. If you can, support the show. Thank you so much for being here. Now let's get to it. Hey, girl. Hey. Oh, oh good idea. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the True Life Podcast. It's Friday. It looks like we made it. We got a full house in here for you today. I hope the sun is shining, the birds singing, the wind is at your back. For those who may just be tuning in, what you're looking at right here is a group, a handful of people who became international best-selling authors. And we're going to learn a little bit about the story about what happens after you becoming a best-selling author, about what it means in your life, about relationships, and about collaboration. So as I just start off around the horn, there's so many wonderful people here. Maybe um, maybe we could just take a moment to go around the horn and do a quick introduction. I'm going to start with Leslie. Leslie, would you be so kind as to introduce yourself to the people, please? Thank Mute you. it, Crystal. <laughs> Great, I get to go first. <laughs> My name is Leslie Mouton. Um, I'm originally from Louisiana. I'm in Texas now. Um, I was hooked up through a mutual friend, Jill Sullivan, with Lonnie um, to collaborate in volume two of the book. <laughs> of Rattled Awake series. So... That's me, and I'm here. Nice. Lisa Marie, I know you've not been feeling well, but maybe you could speak to the people a little quick bio about who you are and, and how you got started here. Yes, thank you. Um, uh, <clears throat> excuse me. I, uh, my business, I, I'm a holistic uh, business and leadership mentor. And it's 3 a.m. where I'm at, so uh, please forgive me if I... <laughs> If I stumble on my words, um, it's it's been a big few weeks for me uh, <clears throat> because my sister passed away um, because of uh, her final attempt at suicide, I, I, I should say, um, literally five days before 
Lonnie invited me to be part of this book. So uh, as my opening words were, tears were pouring onto the page as I was uh, writing my chapter. So um, it was very raw. It was uh, in the moment just pouring out of my heart um, because I've had a <clears throat> pretty much a 50 plus years of, of dealing with trauma. <laughs> but my my business world is um, I'm, I'm a medical scientist. I'm a neuro nerd. I'm, um, I'm in the quantum world. So I deal with uh, women entrepreneurs. So I help my clients go from basically startup to building a six-figure business by standing out confidently online. So here I am at 3 a.m., my hair's all messy <laughs> and as confident as I could be. Um, but I'm, I, when I'm in my high vibe, I'm all about energy. Um, and and that's, that's about showing up truly and authentic as, as who you are. Um, and using the power of energetics in uh, attraction marketing, literally, that's where you'll make the, the big money, big impact and, and continue to, to grow and scale about that. So um, I just want to help people create their beautiful, unique, powerful message that is here to change the world. And I believe this book collaboration is um, this group of people right here. Uh, our message is now timeless forever to help be able to change people for, for generations to come and, and to deal with whatever challenges life throws at them. I love it. I love the idea of the high energy and making an impact. And it seems that there's all these sayings like many hands make light work. Or when you think about a chorus, you think about voices singing in harmony and there's something that resonates with people and there's many voices singing the same tune. And I guess that brings me over here to Dr. Turner with a wonderfully crocheted, beautiful hat on. How are you feeling today? And I was curious if you could give a little bit of background for us. Oh, yes. I'm so excited to be here. I was in 2020, I was finishing my dissertation. Can everyone hear me? Okay. And Lonnie got it that I was trying to find a way that dads could practice mindfulness in a nanosecond to notice what's happening with their children. And Lonnie really got it, breaking mindfulness down to can you practice it with a rock? So I'm happy to be here with all of you. Thank you. Yeah, the pleasure's all mine. I can't wait to learn more about it, which brings us to the wonderful Wendy Wiseman. What an alliteration that is. How, how are things going over there? Yay! Putting <laughs> <laughs> more yay in every day and making the big Y. Oh, arms up to the sky. Things are going. I'm growing through. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it takes. That's what it takes. Yes. Yes. Next up, we have the birthday girl, Doctor Doctor New. How first off, happy birthday from all of us. How are you feeling? <laughs> you you looking beautiful and wise. How's the how's the birthday treating you? Um, beautiful on the cover, but uh, I didn't have much sleep with um, kiddos being sick. But I'm so blessed, mm. George, and everyone in this wonderful rooms with Gina and um, I mean. You got two gentlemen swamped by all the wonderful ladies right here, right? There's no better way to um, 
to celebrate mm -hmm. a birthday because mm -hmm. you know it's um it's been a few years and uh, it's a way to three years i haven't really celebrated a birthday george uh, since mm -hmm. my nephew uh, passing um yeah. so it's it's something that it's um a rude awakening for the mental health so i am uh, looking forward to you know looking for the change in the world and making that impact and helping others to really realize we can lead with love and kindness and compassion and lift others up with through our mindfulness it start with our mindset you know our thoughts and words and actions everything that we do have an impact so you know, whether we're across the world, whether we're in different industry, but we all one. So we are united and one lovely family right here is a testament of uh, what uh, uh, collaborations and strength as a family right here. I love it. I love the idea of the, the way in which we can all affect each other and the idea that we're one. It's a, it's a wonderful way to see the world, I think. Gene, my brother, there's only two of us, my friend. I'm glad you're here. How's it going? All right, there it goes. I, I couldn't get it to unmute. <laughs> it's clearly Friday. Uh, I'm doing great. Thank you for having me. Um, yeah, a little, little hectic for me this morning. Everything kind of got out of control. But uh, yeah, so uh, I'm in uh, South Florida. It's a beautiful day today. This is the time of year that I, I love being here because it's no better weather. Um, yeah, I met Lonnie through, gosh, who was it? CJ. I think it was CJ that got me. And, and she said, Oh, you're going to love Lonnie. And I'm like, oh, okay. And right away I was like, all right, she's my, my kind of people, sarcastic, funny, doesn't take things too seriously. And perfect. That's what I need. So, uh, and, and pretty much everyone's the same. The whole group has been, been amazing. It's, it's been a, a very entertaining thing. And, it, and it's interesting because we come from such diverse backgrounds, but um, there's definitely a connection in, in the mindset that we all have. Um, and that that's really something that I drive home. I, I, I work with uh, workplace violence and active shooter stuff um, and on the prevention side. And it really does come down to understanding uh, the human psyche, understanding how important mindfulness is, appreciating what you have and and being compassionate to others that are struggling. And, and I think that's what we really got to focus on. So it's been a, a, a wonderful ride and um, yeah, it's, it's good. Thank you for having me. Yeah. I'm super stoked right. you're here. I love the idea of behavior and workplace and being rattled awake. And I think it is part of the foundation that's uniting all of us here today. The crystal Phoenix, there she is over there. How are you feeling? I'm doing great. Happy birthday, Dr. Neil. I'm so happy I got to tell you. There you go. Um, Crystal, mm -hmm. I gave you the heart. <laughs> I saw that. Thank you. <laughs> and I actually got my glasses to work. As long, You guys can hear me, right? Yeah. Um, my glasses are like a headpiece. <laughs> they, my speakers are right here. <laughs> so... That's cool. Yay. When tech works for me, yeah, it's amazing. Um, so my what I'm doing after is I'm writing my solo book. Um, and I'm using the Voice Your Vibe Brian notebook for all my ideas and stuff. I thought I'd just throw that out there. <laughs> I mean, talk about voicing my vibe, right? I'm writing my solo journey book to help others since even my mother endorsed it which is amazing <laughs> you know 
because she doesn't. <laughs> so I'm so happy to be here with you guys. I'm dealing with family and everything, but I'm just stoked to be here on your birthday and, you know, on a cold day. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. Cold, but uh, Fantastic. outside, but inside for warm. Yeah. M Michelle, how are you over there? The la you're coming in as the anchor. How are things with you? Uh, very well. Thank you very much. Uh, I, I came in with a hat and that's for Dr. New to wish her a happy birthday. Happy Aww. birthday, Dr. New. <laughs> There's a heart for you, Michelle. I see the heart. <laughs> And uh, to be able to be part of Rattled Awake has been a huge, huge change in my life. Um, I do believe this is new beginnings as well. Um, when different steps and different levels hit us, um, there's new beginnings and transformations. And I do believe that we're all walking different paths. And um, I'm, I'm going to get pretty involved. I'd, I'd love to be an advocate um, for human trafficking. And I've been um, a little bit involved with bringing humanity together as well. So I've been a bit busy, <laughs> but um, I'd love to be able to share with everyone when we as I progress. Thank you. Yeah, I think you're doing a great job at it. I, you know, here's something that comes to my mind, I'm gonna throw this to Lonnie to kind of begin the conversation. And that is, the world is changing rapidly, but not only is the world changing, but the rate of change is, is increasing. Lonnie, I'm, did you have any idea that starting what you're doing is kind of becoming a movement? When I see all the people here, I see branches of a stream that take us in different directions that allow us to feed other people in a way, the same way water does. And I'm curious if, if did you see this happening? I think this, this is kind of a movement. When you say rattled awake, each one teach one. Everyone is going out and becoming a teacher and there's change coming from the ground up. Is that what you had in mind when you first started this? Well, say it forward has always been my thing because I like to tw you know play on words from pay it forward. Mm. Um, uh, so say it forward. And you know if you know something, say something. Yeah. Um, but as far as the movement itself, George, when the idea came in, dee, 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 this just in, um, it literally came in as rattled awake, a movement. And I was like, a movement of what? <laughs> you know, I didn't know. I didn't know. It, you know. We just have to trust that what what calls to us is, is for us and figure it out as we go along. Right. Uh, so I, I, I wasn't sure what that what that meant, but it kept falling out of my mouth. And um, and I'm just so passionate about elevating voices in the way that I know how. And um, yeah, right, Wendy. And um, uh, it used to be as a podcast host, I've interviewed, you know, so many people like you, George, you know, just it's a way to elevate voices. But then, it, you know, when I, I couldn't type 65 words a minute anymore, um, it became obvious that it was time to, to show people that they could become their own guru, their own writer, their own and empower them in that yeah. regard. Um, not just as a story development content strategist person, but as a writing coach. And it shows up in the nicest way. And, it, you know, this, I'm seeing the results in the author's stories, Eugene decided he's going to go write his own book, right? Uh, yeah. Um, there's the, Wendy, um, you know, the confidence. Chef Jill said the same thing. She's working on hers. Um, Chris Freer, um, I see, I'm pointing to the, to the chat. You can see him there, right? Um, Bless his heart. I learned in a podcast that, you know, we're still jiggle for him. Somehow he's getting through it and, and he can't stop writing. 
So it, it, what happens, right? When we go out, we do something. It's like, wow, that's, that's, that's helping. That's motivational. That makes me want to keep doing it and keep the momentum going. And it's so exciting, right? I raised a roof. Um, it's so exciting to see what, what can happen. And I had no idea what would happen, George. None. Yeah. It's, it's fascinating to me. Like, I think that that's how behavior happens and we can see, you know, behavior seems to be contagious. And I think Gene can probably add to this, whether it's a violent behavior or whether it is sort of like a positive behavior change seems to be contagious. What do you think about that, Gene? Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, it's, it's, it's funny, you know, in, in my line of work, when I was in law enforcement, um, I'd come across people in crisis all the time. And, and the way that I would respond to them either forcefully or, more of a compassionate side would really be up to them 90% of the time. But if there was an opportunity for me just to listen, uh, man, that would go so much farther. It would, it would go so much farther, giving someone the chance to, to express what they're going through and then working through that, that, that mindset really is, it's a big thing. And I, I think we've gotten away from that. I think that's one of the problems with uh, social media. I think that we get so wrapped mm -hmm. up in it that we're not, we're losing that personal connection and it manifests into not only violence, but just, poor relationships with other people and lack of being able to be compassionate, um, you know, no critical thinking. And, and it's just, there's a lot of problems with it, but the mindset really is, is a big deal. And just, just, you know, having a, having a conversation, even if someone disagrees with you, you, you learn so much, you know? So, yeah. My two cents. <laughs> yeah. Real quick. I, I mean, um, Leslie, you were talking about trust in the beginning of the conversation. And uh, when, you were, you were mentioning about trust in the very beginning of the conversation. What do you think about what Chris is saying and how has Rattled Awake um, influenced your ideas about working in a group, trust, and, 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 and a message, a resonating message? What do you think? For me, I, I mean, over the years, I've, I've found something to my personal growth of, of actually seeking out people with different opinions, uh, different backgrounds, mm -hmm. diversities. Um, because it challenges my views and to do that, I've got to trust that it's going to be okay. No matter what happens, I can hear what they're going to say. And it's, it, you know, kind of break down my own walls of perception. It's gone so much. It, it's done so much for me. Um, and these kind of groups are really where it's at. And, and it, it's, it's amazing. You know, we're, like I said, we're all very diverse. We, we come from such different backgrounds, but there's that common thread that if you're looking for, you find it between everybody and you're like, ah, oh, you know what? We're really not that different. And again, that's what the value of that's where the, all the value comes in. It's, it's, it's exposing yourself, being a little bit vulnerable. This was a tough thing to do. Uh, and I thought I was being vulnerable, but oh man, I'll tell you, I was almost, I don't cry. I really not, I'm a tough guy. I just <laughs> never did, <laughs> but I was in almost in tears several times with hearing their stories and just, I had had to fight back the feelings that I had. And it was and a new thing for me. It was very, um, it was a good growth experience for me. So yeah, it's, it, it, there is a lot of trust, but th these groups are, especially this group is phenomenal. And, and again, we got Miss Lonnie right there starting the whole thing. She had no idea what she was doing, but look where she is. <laughs> Look what you've done. That's so true. <laughs> Leslie, what do you think about trust? <laughs> um, Leslie, what do you think about trust? I know that writing this, you've had some different ideas. Yes. Trust. Um, hmm. 
It's big. I think not only trusting, of course, Lonnie um, and Jill Sullivan that invited me to say, hey, yes, this is, this is a good thing. It's for a good reason. Um, but once I kind of got into it and started writing, it was actually about trusting myself um, on a few things, trusting myself that I thought my story was going to be this, but my story ended up being this. <laughs> and I had to like really trust myself that it was okay to share it. Um, and, and that trust honestly did me more, um, I'm trying to say, I'm like, can't even say the words right. I, I have to worry about my English. Um, I think it was more about telling my story and how um, it healed me. It did. It healed me. And at the end, I was kind of like, okay, well, this helped me. Um, I could learn to trust a little more compared to things that had happened in the past that opened that up. But it also opens up for the ability for me to heal on a subject that I didn't realize I needed to heal from. And then I'm hoping, not that I hope someone goes through the same things I did, but I'm hoping if they did and they read that, that they could kind of have that same trust of opening up to someone, anyone, anywhere, um, and to get help if they need to get help or just to share their story because that in itself was healing. Yeah, I love that. I think that there's something that happens. Lisa, I'm looking at you over here. Is there something like, I think so many people share this idea that like when you write out your story, it's you coming to like the last page of telling yourself your story. I don't know if that kind of makes sense. Like when you go through a trauma, sort of the last way of dealing with it is getting it down on paper so that you can see it in a third person perspective. There's something cathartic about that. And with your sister being so like your tragedy happening so close and the life that you've lived so far, how did you feel about finishing this story, getting it on paper? Was there a change that happened inside of you once you finished writing it? Um, wow. Just had a rush of emotion. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I think um, I, I've spent many years <laughs> writing out my traumas um, because it is part of the uh, of just unloading um, the heaviness on your heart with all of it. And the, I guess it makes it really final as well. And so it's it's not only allowing you to let go, but it's also helping you close the door. Um, because there's so many mm. different stages of, of healing. And um, um, it, it was it was divine timing is all I can say. And, um, <laughs> you know, I've been, in, I, I've been a, a friend of Lonnie's now for over a year and I, I have been trying to write my own book and uh, things have just been getting in the way. And I, I truly believe it because I was waiting for this moment in time and uh, in, a, in a, uh, a connected way to my sister, I actually knew she was going to die this year. I just didn't know when. Um, and so it was, 
everything just comes to that moment where uh, it, it, it's almost like, um, I, I'm going to use the word divine timing again. It was, it was all just meant to be like the, I, I hadn't actually physically seen her for about five years and I'd had limited, very, very limited contact with her because she'd spiralled into um, so many different levels of unwellness physically and emotionally uh, and her body had just expired of being on this planet. Her family, her children, her three children had not um, been in close contact for quite a while. I, I said something very interesting to my daughter the other day um, that uh, in, in, in living she actually kept us all separated but in her death, we've actually all come together and come become very, very close just in these past few weeks. Wow. And we, no one had been together for a number of years. And at that moment, she, she overdosed on the Saturday. She was found on the Monday, still alive. Um, literally from the time I got the phone call to having to drive 100 kilometres to her ICU bedside. We were there, her three children and me, who were literally the, the last mystery. We all asked her to go and, and she took her last breath in front of us. And so, I, I like I said, everything is about energy and and, and the universe will conspire to make sure that it will deliver what you're ready for. And I, I think especially this group of people here in front of us who are all extraordinary beings, who have an incredible gift to share with the world through their story. Um, you know, as I said to Lonnie while we were, we were waiting for the book to get published, I said the purpose of this is to impact even if we ch help change one person's life, that one person can turn into a Tony Robbins, for example, and impact millions and millions of people. So story is so powerful. And to be able to share my rawness and my vulnerability in that moment um, for me was an extraordinary can extraordinary I just, gift can i just so say that lisa did this uh you want to talk about intention after all that she'd been through she wrote her chapter in a and had it to me in a day took a second look at it a week later and was done this is clarity of focus and intention and action and she just she just knew and and she didn't drag you know drag the reader through through trauma she can, she managed to focus it on other people, but that's extraordinary. That's an extra, I want to acknowledge you for that. Given all that you've been through this whirlwind for a while and how you just came out, you just said, right, I'll be right back with that. And you were, and it, and it I was just like, wow, see, that's what that can see. It can be done because I just wanted to point you out as the poster child for possibility manifested because some people are like, Oh, a chapter in a weekend that she had it done in a day. 
Uh, it was actually two hours. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just to lighten the moment Amazing. there. And I do everybody should be that way. I'm just saying that's that's incredible. And with, that's what intention can do. And yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Amazing, Lisa. That was incredible. I was with everything you had going on, you have my love and admiration, honey. Right. Good job. Amazing. And yeah, and hold on to your family. If if your sister passing brought you guys together, hold on to it tight. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Because a lot of times death just tears people apart instead yeah. of bringing them together. So I think exactly. that's awesome. Mm -hmm. Well, I think that was intentional as well. So um, you know, I keep coming back to this point of energy mm -hmm. when we actually have an awareness around that, the bigness of it, and and when you tune into that, learn. Uh, pardon me, Lonnie is so tuned into energy and, um, and, and that's how she can actually have a book written over a weekend in, in three workshops. <laughs> you know, it's extraordinary. Um, and we, intention, awareness, and, and then allowing yourself that space to, you, you have to literally block everything out and just be with yourself and just listen to your inner guidance and have a pen in your, your hand and paper in front of you and just be in that moment. And, and, and when you start writing, and all the people here will probably agree, once you were in flow, you were in flow and it just kept coming and coming and coming. And so that literally is the, the, the miracle of how extraordinary things happen in the world and and i am just so grateful and um i i believe that this movement is going to really have a ripple effect and i'm so excited for what's going to come out of you know the anthology volume 20 is <laughs> how big is that one going to be <laughs> so thank you yeah it's amazing to me to think about the way in which intention coupled with with awareness can really change the way you model reality. And I'm reminded of Dr. New's story where she's constantly being mindful of all these things that on some level are breaking down around her, but she still finds the peace and the calmness to act out in a way. Dr. New, how did you do that? What, what, what have you learned since writing this book about your story and yourself? And what have you become aware of anything else that weren't aware of prior to writing? Um, I think um, really the, the common theme that come out of is not only finding your purpose and kind of dig down and in your inner self, really look down and questions your belief, whether you believe in God, Buddha, or whatever, your higher divine. But when you have a higher than yourself and you questions what is the meaning of it the the rationale of the um, what what is the meaning behind all the things that you're going through not because why it's happening to you what, what is the message right we, we try to find the message and what is the next step that you have to take and i think that being the gratitude has always been my always in my heart, you know, it's, it's practice gratitude. When you lead with gratitude, it becomes your heart and soul. 
you see much bigger things that are much more worse than you. So things that are happening in your life is become less significant. I mean, I'm not saying that it is not significant for each individual, but that's how it led my courage to move on, right? To see that if you look up, then you're nobody. If you compare to others that are much more successful or like Tony Robbins or others who are ahead of us, right? But if you see people who are struggling, who can't even get out of the darkness, right? Can't even get out of that box. How do you show up to lead and help others? How do you provide a solution in the chaos versus being, ah, what's going on in all this mess? Are you the solution or are you being a part of a problem that's feeding this vicious cycle? So that's always been a something that I think being when you hit with challenges, it's either you submerge and being the negative or you have to find solution. Find the solution for others. Find innovation. Find things that will help others lead with that, what you've gone through, and share those moments. Because sometimes when we're in the silo that works for us, we don't share it. Others don't know. We think that's obvious what everybody's gone through. But if we don't talk about it, they don't know. Those are the tools, right? And it's a common theme when we're talking about this. There are common themes that all of us have gone through. And so how about we share that message and empower others, empowers our next generations, empower those who are suffering right now, that there are hopes, there are, you know, people that are here for them. Yeah, there's something to be said about the way we've communicated for so long, and especially with social media, some of it seems so superficial of, look what I'm eating, or look how great I'm doing. And it's just this one dimensional view, and it creates this reality that is not reality, even though it appears to be reality, if that makes sense. I, Dr. Turner, I, this idea of being vulnerable and showing people what you're actually going through seems to be a catalyst that can propel people to the next level. What, what do you think about this idea of being aware and being vulnerable amidst all the things that you've been going through? Dr. Turner, did you hear that? I'm sorry about that. I was, I was throwing that one over to you. Oh, no, no, I'm, I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> I'm just curious. Yes, I thought what you so. Think. Yeah. Being vulnerable and aware, you were saying. Yes. Oh, goodness. It is, especially in this society, it seems to be a very difficult thing to do. And being aware, and if we just, take one moment to stop and that's all it takes to be mindful and once we do that we can be with other people yeah i couldn't agree anymore. so that's all i, I think it's that I think we're having some slight some slight muting problems over there on your mic but Wendy you were I saw you over there and I know in your chapter when you wrote about some of the the life like you kept hustling and hustling and the world kept throwing you these curveballs what do you think about the idea of of having the courage to be vulnerable and tell your story how has that changed the way you see the world 
Um, well, I show up in vulnerability um, <laughs> all through this. I've been on LinkedIn and and people have thanked me for being there crying and in the hardship. And um, it's so important. I mean, you, you see right here the thread of mindfulness and tuning in and what Dr. Michaela was just talking about brought to mind Kim's story and her pause, um, you know, pause the gremlins and the... Yeah. You know, even this week, I've been having depression kind of claw at me for various things. And you have to train yourself to do that, to pause and be like, you know, to reflect and and to earlier in Taming Your Attention today, I was talking about the power of the clouds reminding us that this too shall pass and mm. nature as, you know, clear evidence that there's, you know, blossoming and flowering and decay also, that it's all part of the process of growing through life. And the things that, you know, don't kill us, don't always make us stronger, but they definitely make us more resilient and hopefully a little bit wiser, hopefully a little more capable of what comes next, because you never know what's coming next, right? And I think these stories are, are clear evidence of that and encouraging others, as we've been saying you know, leading by example, leading with vulnerability, leading with just the beauty of sharing our stories and being here together with one another to grow. Yeah, I love it. I, I'm curious if I, Lonnie, I wanted to ask you this question. Have you noticed that there are certain things that that unite everybody that's been participating in this series or is it is it like does everybody have like their own unique thing about them or is there something that that adds them together or yeah they're all they're all what, still what do you see mirror. that's similar but different about people yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. we're all still standing <laughs> like the punchy bag uh, we are right i'm glad i made you laugh birthday girl <laughs> so, yeah th this, there is a similarity and that's what that's what's unique about this anthology george as uh um is the framing of the last five years you, you know we've all been through stuff to get this far okay we have but it's over the last five years something significant that happened because our world has I don't know, pivoted three times on its axis and, and uh, it sets up a unique, um, Oh, shock value. Oh, shook again. Wait, hold on. There's another one. And, and it's saying, you know, it's stuff that all of us could go, yep. I was shook a number of times. I feel like a martini. yo, just shaking. And I'm stirred at the same time. And I'm extra dirty too. Extra dirty martinis are my favorite. Hey, how we doing? And what we found is we find each other and Dr. New writes about this beautifully in her chapter about how you, you know, you just, Batman light out, put out, put that out there, and uh, magnetize to you um, the people that have the same intention to share something that is significant—a legacy message. Uh, food. Hey, what's going on with our food, man? Y'all should know. What is your rattled awake moment? What, what, what are you passionate about? What lights you up? And, and that, um, and it's not. So it's not necessarily the typical, say, hero's journey. That's a mm -hmm. long-winded story. It's not a chapter. It's, it, but they, but they are all achieve, you know, a, a, achievers in the regard of going, huh, that didn't work. Hmm. Let's see what will and, and, and pivoting and being able to pivot, to adjust, to adapt and then say, oh, okay. It's like that, huh? Uh, what's next? And who, who gets this? Who, who else gets this? That's what <laughs> brings all these people together. That's the thread is mm -hmm. that, is that no matter what the variance is on the story, it's the storyteller 
that has the mission and the message. And that's why everybody is just so, you know, God, I love you. I love you. I love you. I love all of you. You know, we do. Gene, you're not smiling. I know you love us. I would like to kind of chime in on both Dr. New and on Lonnie's. Talk on, girl. Go on. <laughs> um, because it's true. Um, Lonnie finally <laughs> said, we're all, we're, all, we're all alive. We're all standing. But yep. that's not what kept us all together. We all have this like one goal in mind. We want to make the world a better place. And we want to do it by sharing personal stories and letting people know, hey, you're not alone we understand we're there and that's what kind of ties us all together in my opinion you know we all have that common goal of you know hey let's be kinder let's you know open the door for the elderly lady going into the store before you or you know say hi to the person behind you in line that looks like they might be having a bad day you know smile you know it's the smallest thing it's the whole butterfly effect in a sense. The butterfly flaps its wings over here in the U.S. and it can create a hurricane by the time it gets, you know, but it's just a huge change. And it all starts with just one person. That's kind of where, what I wanted to say with Dr. New too. It's like, we all just want to make a better world and we're, you know, we all mesh well together because we have that same vibe. We've all been through some hell, but we're not dwelling on it. We're not, I mean, heck, you just lost your sister, Lisa, and you bounced in and rocked it, rocked it out, you know, because you wanted your story heard. So that's just some motivation right there to change the world for better. So that people don't feel alone and desperate and take desperate measures. And to me, that's what rattled awake is letting people know, hey, you're not you're not alone. We're here. Reach out. I love I love the I love the idea of meaning. You know, it seems to me I once heard a quote that said something along the lines of um, you can't control what happens to you when you in your life, but you and you alone get to control the meaning of that event. And I'm just wondering, Dr. Michaela, what, what, how, how does, what do you think is the relationship between storytelling and meaning? Oh, it's all about stories and meaning. Logotherapy, the psychology of meaning that Viktor Frankl in World yeah. War II really helped his concentration camp peers get through it because it is meaning that directs our lives and taking that moment for mindfulness just stopping you see how fast that is you just stop and become aware and the mindfulness helps us give empowering meaning to our lives and thus the world Yeah, it's interesting you bring up Viktor Frankl, especially in the time in which we find ourselves now. You know, we we all are we all all men and women searching for meaning, and you can find it. And when I read this anthology of Rattled Awake, it seems to me that that's one thing we all have in common is that we have decided to just to 
decide what the meaning is for us out of all these tragic events out of all this way in which life is testing us each one of us has found meaning but not only meaning but like a powerful meaning to harness and bring a catalyst to change our lives who wants to take that and run with that what's meaning in your life and how this anthology and storytelling has changed it who wants to run with that i can go <laughs> okay let's hear yeah so to reflect um, on one aspect, as far as just the change in um, in the industry, right? I'm a um, healthcare provider, but I see the lack of humanity, right? They're, they're in it for just the money, right? They're, they're wearing the mask, right? Whether really the end of the day is about patient care and patient safety. But when you look at it on a treating a patient, whether a provider perspective, or is it the system, but it's not treating a person just appeal for an ill, uh, or like you, you see so many diagnoses or being, or surgery that are wrong parts, wrong persons, right? Because of why? It's in that push of gotta get that numbers, that quotas, that, you know, that metrics. And you're not having that moment of pause and double check of seeing is this the right patient are you you know having someone to double check the check and balance the system is placed in there but there's the human ego and greed will always bypass those check and balance it's set up for us but we're not really doing it right and, or people who supposedly say it's doing it but they're not doing it so many strikes are out in the hospital setting in the retail you know, in the industry like CVS, Walgreens, and you talk about Kaiser, different. In the past, it's like, it's so hush-hush. It's either you don't talk about it because you're afraid of the system. It's much bigger than you. But you have to speak up. If you're in it and you see the wrong, I urge people to either step away and not be a part of it and find something that aligns with your value, your vision, your purpose. Because at the end of the day, you're contributing contributing to a collective karma that system is putting on and you agree to go with the flow when you know that's not ethically right that's causing harm for the patient if you're not doing it right and it's just getting back to it's a awakening call it's like an urge because people lose that humanity that treating one another in a workplace that caused toxic environment that to the point of people want to commit suicide why is that so you know so mental health is so important well-being is well you know it's but treating one another like your brother and sister like your mother your father if you were to be seeing that person as a patient as your family member would you treat the same way don't treat anybody with special treatment versus someone who whether pay out of pocket or medicare or medicaid right there's got to be that compassion going back to your why why are you in it in this profession for a reason no matter if you're in a healthcare whether you're in a you know like a police a SWAT team I've gone through my trauma that I'm so grateful for all those members of our community that are supporting right but we have to really question are you in it for the right reason because when you're not aligned that's where you just let and you let the system you put up lanes on the system no you have to take in charge you got to take the power back you have to be the voice 
then when we don't, then we're just okay with the system saying, okay, I agree with you. Even if I don't, I'm just going to not say anything, right? So I think that's where I feel like we have to do the, we have to be the change. Don't just wait for the system to change. We have to be the change and rally, you know, rally together. Well, Dr. Uh, Neil makes a very great point, and that is, we are run by undistinguished meaning. And once we distinguish it, like she was saying, then we can make powerful choices. Well, I'm going to take I, this opportunity at the pregnant pause to jump in and tell you something, guys, about meaning. Uh, back back when I uh, first became uh, acquainted with the uh, amazing Dr. Turner, um, she was like, what's your wrist trying to tell you? And I was like, I don't hear a freaking thing. It's really inconvenient, though. She's like, what's your wrist trying to tell you? I said, I don't know. Will you stop asking me that? It doesn't talk. <laughs> You know, so, you know, we're looking for meaning in, in accidents. We're looking for meaning in choices that we made that, you know, we're clearly, ah, why did I do that? Ah, right. Oh, well, it turns out that uh, rattle and awake probably wouldn't be a thing if it didn't happen. So we can make meaning out of that if we want to. I think what we get to do is, is we get to choose what has meaning and what the meaning is. And, and it's just a story we tell ourselves. And, uh, you know, she did a, she did a past life thing and it turns out I was carrying a ball and chain around for a lot of lifetimes. If it's true, great. I can let that go now. It's a story though, but you know, everybody could decide to go, you know what, let's just unlock that, throw that out, you know, buy with the guilt, self-punishment, self-loathing, let it go. And then, and then we can move on again. It's a story, but it may be true. It may be what my wrist was trying to tell me. It just didn't have all those words. <laughs> she does, <laughs> you know, like it's crazy. A pencil fall off the table. What does it mean? Companies coming. is sacred in America. It's lunch. You know, it's still a cow. What do you want things to mean? You know, we're your meaning making machines. Ultimately, what was when I when I look at authors, George, to, and you guys to, to be in the book, it's are you standing behind it? Are you are you are standing on top of your story? Have you have you been able to look back and go, yep, I'm I'm through the clouds. I'm standing on my story, not in it. And and even though you might still be going through it, you have you've you've mined a gem from the coal mine and and found a way to to broadcast that in a way that is useful to the other person that might be reading your story like lisa said that person if you didn't do your story could have been may have been might have been could have been should have been maybe you know the next tony robbins but you didn't say anything so mm -hmm. say it forward write it down share it you know it's really really important what you're what you decide to make it mean is only everything yeah. The story you tell yourself inside your head becomes the story that people see. And so many people suffer from this inner dialogue. That's this negative feedback. Well, I'm not good enough. I have to work here. I hate this, but I'm going to do it because I gotta pay my bills. But when you start saying things like, you know what? Not anymore. I'm done with that. You know what? I'm going to be the guy that people come to when there's a problem. I'm going to be the guy that goes out there and talks to my neighbors. I'm going to be that all of a sudden. Here's an interesting way to think about it. Think about your, yourself as being a character in the novel. And your job is to get the attention of the author. So the author starts writing you bigger parts. You can become the best story possible. You can become Homer in the Iliad and the Odyssey or, you know, you, whatever, whatever character you can think of, you could become that. 
All you have to do is start believing that you're that person and the story will unfold in front of you. And all of a sudden, these other characters will show up and be part of your story and it will be an inspiring story. And like that, that's what I see happening in this Rattled Awake the whole anthology is all these main characters coming out and be like, hey, I'm going to write my own story now. It's like everyone has their own spinoff and they're becoming this main character. And in doing so, they're creating this gravity around them. You know, there was a there was a guy that saw an apple drop and it changed the world. You know, we based the whole world on this guy seeing an apple drop. And hey, that must be gravity right there, you know, but we can all do it. Every one of us is a genius. Genius surrounds us. I think Gene has something to say. What do you think, Gene? <laughs> I kind of feel like we're talking about my story. <laughs> and Georgie. I mean, it's, you guys pretty much just repeated what I wrote about. So that was exactly <laughs> that, that you know, like attitude changing uh, moment and, and realizing that, you know, you as an individual can have just a tremendous impact if you're if your attitude changes and you stop making excuses and you stop blaming everybody for your situation, because um, even if you think you can't change your situation, you can. And if you're persistent enough, um, there's, there's nothing that can stop you. And, and, and that does have that ripple effect that does have such an amazing change, um, not just for yourself, but for everybody around you. I mean, it really, it's, it's far reaching and, and, um, yeah, I mean, literally everyone just was talking about my story. It felt like I was like, oh my God, because <laughs> that's really what I wrote about. It was about that hate. I blame my, I blame my work. I blame how people treated me. I blamed. I blamed. I blamed. And something happened, and and it kind it did rattle me awake. And I was like, wait a second, I'm I'm actually the problem. I'm not the solution, and that's not like me. I've never been like that. How did I fall into the hole that I fell into? And um, once I realized that, it just my world changed, and that—that's my story is about. Such people talking about absolutely it's huge, huge. Yeah, I, I love it. Yeah, I think it's. I think it's all of our stories. It is. It is. Yeah, it is. Are, yeah. It, and it's funny because I was thinking, I'm like, I'm going to think it's all that they're talking about my story, but everyone's probably thinking the exact same thing. Yeah. <laughs> because that's what that's what the book is. That that moment that we there, that realization of something that's changed within us that we see our own fault and how it's impacted us and how we can go forward and not let that impact us and how we can take that, that energy and, and put it towards the right direction. And, and yeah, it, it really is everyone's story, but I just, I did personalize it very much because yeah, some things I was like that, that's very much my story. <laughs> Having been so. growing up in the area that you work and everything, I, I do understand what you mean though, because so many people give the cops, especially down there, such attitude and you being on task force, big, big hugs and support for surviving. <laughs> in in down down in South Florida. Thank you. <laughs> you know. Um so big big support and thank you for what were all you gonna the work you've done. What were, mm -hmm. well, Leslie, I know you wanted to throw something in on this too. Gene, you're a rock star. Mm -hmm. I did. Um I, I was listening to both of you, but I was when Gene was talking, it was it was something that's kind of uh like come to light for me, I believe. So when I wrote my story, I said I didn't know what it was going to be and what it came out to be was, you know, very healing for me because I didn't realize I had the problem that I had, right? I just thought it was everyday life and it, it was a problem. I had a problem. I still have a problem. This writing of this chapter 
every time that problem creeps back up, I think about those words that I put on the page wow. and it's, it's kind of, um, like holding me accountable to myself and to think that, um, I can't, I can't let that problem overtake me again <laughs> because what kind of liar or loser or however I want to look at it, would I be, you know, once I, I wrote this, I wrote this truth that slapped me in the face and helped, helped to change me. I can't let it creep back in. And um, hopefully that helps others to be accountable also because it's, it's, it's a daily struggle. And um, yeah, so I, when Jean was talking about all that, that's what, that's really been coming back to me of uh, when, when I'm having problems, I, I think about the book and what I wrote. I do. And then all the, all the people that wrote with me also, because I kind of feel like if, if I went back to that after writing and healing from it, then I'm not only letting myself down, then I'm letting the, the other authors down and the people that are reading it also. I'd love to chime in there, Leslie. Um, and I, I think what keeps coming into my head, cause I, I, I love, um, I love reading and, and Jack Canfield's the success principles is popping into my head. And the first principle is take 100% responsibility for your life. And he has a formula of event plus response equals outcome. So you can't change the event, but you can definitely change your response, which is going to change the outcome. And so I think if we constantly look at that and it comes back to mindfulness awareness being in the moment stopping all of these things that it's up to us to change our response to whatever happens in life and therefore it will completely change the trajectory of where you're going or keep you spiraling down into that big slippery messy hole so just thought mm. i'd share that you know, I, I found that by following my my passions and living my messages of carrying legacies, um, it's just because you're coming from authenticity, you know, you feel it in your heart that you can share it with others and they actually lean in and they can understand where you're coming from. And by doing the rattled awake, I know I've been through quite a bit of all sorts of things in my life and being shocked with uh, big surprises um, which are not even in my control and by that and pausing from time to time and then also when you reach your 50s oh my hat oh my hat big time <laughs> uh, you start feeling the urgency you feel the urgency and it's like crazy because you know you've got something with stuff and your heart takes over and you just want to embrace and help others because you've just been through such a journey that you know that there is so much to share and to help others with and to help motivate them. And this is this rattled awake really woke me up. And it's changed my life. 
Um, it's helped me focus. Loni's been brilliant, Loni, um, in helping me focus because of all the things when I first, I, I had to rewrite my story a few times. <laughs> and um, the first time it was everything. And it's amazing. It's like you want to throw up all the stuff. And then all of a sudden you start focusing and realizing five years back was the real wake up period in my life. And I never thought about it like that ever. And it's just so amazing to have that clarification and that, that clear picture going forward and, and knowing that you've gone through all these steps in your life to be where you are today. And it's not for nothing. Mm -hmm. It's not for nothing. And in the last year, I transitioned my life from a 30 year career which I was not interested in at all, but it taught me a lot of tools and it's helped me combine what my art is and doing design and by hand, I combine the two, but now I carry it through with my heart and expression. And it's just so much more powerful with the history that you carry as well. And, and you're not always liked. No, I'm not liked very much um, <laughs> by going through my transition because it's not what they want. They want to put me in their boxes. And that's not okay for me because this is my life. And I've got something out there that I need to share with others and to carry legacies for what was important in my life, not theirs. And at the end of the day, that's what's important, your message that you carry through to others. And as long as you can stay true within, that's all that counts. So, sure. <laughs> 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 you know, George, I'm looking at the title. So you wrote a bestseller, now what? It, it, what we're hearing here are the uh, personal transformations of, of people that decided to, to help other people transform and transmute their world. And, and it, it, it's just been remarkable to see the, the, their individual pow, 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 and aha moments and, and manifesting and magic is showing up. And, and, and people are just saying, hey, you did that? I got a door that's open right over here, which might not have been before. Mm -hmm. And, and there. I think the power in, in writing a chapter, Crystal, could you nod any bigger, right? Honestly, mm -hmm. so much is happening um, as a result, just simply from from confidently knowing or learning confidence that they can know, that they know what they know. And um, what that manifests in a vibrational change on a cellular level, that's another topic. But um, every <laughs> right. Uh, um, but everybody understands that they are transformed as a, as a result of wanting to be of service to look at new at the hearts. Thanks birthday girl. Um, uh, it's so cool. It's so cool to see what's happening for the, for the people, because, you know, the book is a platform upon which one can then go doink, doink, where do I want to go? And that's where, we, you know, most of you have been, you know, basically grilled and drilled. Where do you want this to go? What's your end point? What, right? What, let's begin with the end in mind. What do you want? And I'll help you get there. But the chapter, you know, to point people to your front door so that you can use it as the platform that a book is intended to be. And um, it's a starting point. Uh, so the end is actually the beginning. 
And uh, everybody's done such a beautiful job of, of pouring out their heart on paper and then letting that be enough. It doesn't necessarily, right? It doesn't necessarily have to be a, a ticket punching moment, but it can show up later in great and wonderful ways. Just, just because the intention was, I'm going to do this. Now let's see what happens. And magic can unfold when you say yes to yourself. And that's what they've all I done. love it. I love it. I think that I feel like we just scratched the surface. Like there's so many wonderful people here and I feel so thankful to get to play a small part in this, in this part. And I know that we all have this collective respect and love for each other and the messages being put out there. And I think that we have shared sacrifice and shared goals. That being said, our wonderful friend, Wendy has a show coming up that I'm sure I'll see you all at momentarily. And so I want to be gracious with everybody's time. Um, <laughs> so so before I go, let, let me just come around the horn one more time and, and allow the listeners to understand where they can find you. And I will start with with um, my good friend, Leslie. Leslie, where can people find you if they want to reach out to you before we sign off? You can find me on LinkedIn, um, Leslie Mouton. I am actually an integrative health coach. So if anyone knows of anyone that needs some help, you can point them in my direction, but you can find me on Facebook also and Instagram. Fantastic. Oh, I'm sorry. Lisa Marie. The, the, in, oh, I'm sorry. the Instagram and Facebook, I am so sorry. It would be under um, Lotus Holistic Solutions. Thank you. I love that name. It is. It's beautiful. Lisa Marie, thank you for your yeah. Thank you for your time. I know it's been early over there. Where can people find you if they want to reach out and learn how to be more impactful? Find her on the balcony yeah. in the sun. Thank you. In Australia. Uh, <laughs> well, the, the sun's almost up. It's 4 a.m. here. Um, <laughs> and we're moving into our summer, which is lovely. Uh, so I am found uh, on LinkedIn under my name. Now, my first name is Lisa. My surname is Marie. Uh, people think it's a hyphenated name, but Marie has two R's and two E's. So Lisa, M-A-R-R-E-E.com also is my website. I'm on Facebook and Instagram under the, the same name. And uh, I am a holistic business and leadership mentor and coach. And I will help you stand out so confidently online that you will be magnetic to your dream clients and help change the world. Thank you. Yay. I love it. Yay. Gene, where can people find you if they want to hear more about your story and the way you see the world? Uh, LinkedIn. That's the probably the best way. I'm, I'm kind of all over the place, but uh, LinkedIn is probably the easiest to find me uh, at Gene Petrino. Uh, yeah, that's that's where I'm at. You, you find me here quite frequently. I seem to be doing a lot of lives lately. <laughs> Thanks, Lonnie. <laughs> You're welcome, bro. It's all about marketing. Crystal, what if people are looking to find some information from you? Where can they where can they find you at? Um, they can find me on LinkedIn or um phoenixcoach.net, which is my personal website. Um or Facebook. Mm -hmm. Fantastic. Um, Wendy. People are looking, for, if people want to find some direction and they, they really resonate with your story, where can they find you at? Who are they talking oh, to? For a minute. 
<laughs> I was talking to Wendy, but I think her mic was muted there. Um, yes. Yeah, I, I cut out a little bit because I'm also live um, with a holding page for Dr. News birthday okay. show. I'm on LinkedIn. I'm on Facebook. I'm on YouTube. You can find me at tamingyourtension.com. Taming your tension, happier, healthier humans.com. Creating a better world together. We are when we choose to be happier, healthier humans. We fantastic, <laughs> Dr. Michaela. If people want to learn more about logotherapy or some of the things that you're up to in your story, where can they find you? You can find me at LinkedIn, Dr. Michaela, and my YouTube channel, The Yoga Yoga files <laughs> love it nice love it dr new where can people find you if they're looking to find some of your pearls of wisdom well i just want to say thank you and always blessed to be in this amazing uh, room and thank you george and um they can find me at um link on lincoln with dr new trong and uh, just remember that we all one and we're connected for a reason so find your like-minded tribe and connect with those who you align and they'll raise you up higher and shine so bright that other will be blind and need to wear sunglasses but you know stay true to yourself and be authentic with you you are a gem out there so don't let anybody tell you otherwise i love it love you all Lonnie, final words yeah okay be a goofball Dr. New, future's so bright, I gotta wear shades. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bring the sunshine on, yo. Just here to elevate voices and people to their next level. Happy Bye, birthday. Guys. We love you. You can find the next workshop, right? You can, the next workshop is November 17th. And it's, uh, you can get details on official rattledawake.com. Let's <laughs> go. Okay. Fantastic. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much. Have a beautiful day. I hope the weekend treats you well. And thank you to every single person that was here. That's all we got. And I'll see everybody shortly. Aloha. Bye. 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 Aloha, everyone. Thanks for taking a moment to hang out with me in the True Life Podcast. I truly appreciate it. If you're taking some time to listen to this, whether it's your first podcast with me or you've been with me the whole way, I truly want to say thank you from the bottom of my heart. Additionally, I would like to try to inspire everyone. The world is a crazy place. And if you listen to your heart and you take some chances, I really think the world will unfold in front of you in ways you can't imagine. I've been doing the podcast for about five years. Last year, I decided to take the plunge. Well, circumstances dictated that I took the plunge. And I did. I've begun working on the podcast full-time for almost a year now. And it's been so rewarding to me that... I would just want to try and inspire other people. If you have a dream, if you have a vision, follow the voice in your heart. Listen to the song on the wind and embrace the challenge. I think you're strong enough, you're smart enough, and you're good enough to make your dreams come true. But you have to believe in them. And I truly believe wholeheartedly that if you take a chance, a real chance on what is possible, then your dreams will unfold in front of you. Uncertainty can be a monster. It can be something that we run away from. But much like fear, if you stand in front of it, it's not that big of a problem. I know everyone listening to this has a dream and a vision, and I hope you all conquer it. And I want you to know it's possible. 
Take baby steps and move towards it, and you will get closer to it. Your relationships will be better. Your life will be better. And you know what? You deserve it. You're an amazing person. If you get a moment, go down to the show notes. If you can, support the show. Thank you so much for being here. Now let's get to it.